Welcome to episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 52, a holiday home run with the most festive champ and chum. We'll go one-on-one and best of with the greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus, live from the North Pole. Father-son fun talk will be merry and bright. We'll go gold, silver, bronze for winter-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 52 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy December, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for the final episode of 2023, the calendar. Uh, Wow, the holiday season is here. We hope you're all doing well. And now it's my privilege. It is my pleasure to introduce the star of the show, the co-host of Champs and Chums, my son, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I am doing incredible and can't wait to start off episode 52 of Champs and Chums. He's doing incredible, everybody. And uh, what a word you use there, Ashton, to describe how you're feeling, how you're doing. It is the last month of the year. And December, what do they call it? The, uh, The holiday hustle, the Christmas crazies, the Christmas countdown. Here we are. Uh, the last episode of uh, 2023, and uh, Ashton, it has been another magnificent season of Champs and Chums, father-son, fun talk, powering the airwaves. Uh, how do you feel 2023 went? Kind of a year in review here to start our episode. How do you think 2023 went, and uh, what are you most grateful for as we uh, think about uh, our show? Well, um, I think 2023 for champs and chums went really great um we had lots of amazing guests on the show um that were amazed by what we do and how we do it and um i think that you know the greatest thing is um doing it with you and uh getting to talk to all these new guests that um uh have come on the podcast and now it also improves my public speaking skills like i've said before wow what an answer i i feel you've done the mic drop there with that one man uh yeah so grateful and appreciative for everything that you've done uh i can see those skills develop from the very first episode when you're all of eight years old to what you're doing now it is just a tremendous Uh, reflection of of how you've grown and and you just mentioned all the special people 
that have uh, helped us power the airwaves of Father Son Fun Talk. Um, you know, we're sitting here in our uh, virtual broadcast studio here from Studio 32, and I'm looking at um, some uh, these uh, bobbleheads here, Ashton. And among all the wonderful guests that we had, among all the great Father Son Fun Talk throughout the year, you know, here we are in a, in a month that's dedicated to red and white. But we talked a lot about blue and white this year, and I'm 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 just um, I'm smiling. If you could see me right now, fans, I'm smiling from uh, ear to ear because uh, for our milestone fiftieth episode, we had a Toronto Blue Jay on the show, and you know, like you said, Ashton, um, you're amazed, and uh, so am I at just how how much this uh, this father son passion project has grown, and so grateful for all of you, the fans. For, uh, for helping us um, along the way with your love, your inspiration, your support. Uh, it means the world to us and more. Uh, what, what do you want to say to the fans, Ashton, as we, we kind of um, bring in the final show of the year? Well, our fans are just amazing. I mean, they've been supporting us for so long now, and um, we can't thank you guys enough for the support and um all the love you show us so yeah i want to say to the fans merry christmas and happy new year oh that's great what a way to start off this uh, final episode of 2023 uh your co-host in the broadcast chair and, and ashton uh, all of those great superlatives all of the great um success and great memories you talked about is december after all and um it's been a, another busy month for your champs and chums um but let's start off actually with with the the top of the list, I guess, right? Um, you know, uh, as Santa might always ask you, uh, have you been a good boy this year, Ashton? Honestly, I think so. Um, uh, your thoughts? Oh, whether or not I've been a good boy this year? Yep. I have been a good boy this year. I think I've actually been a great boy this year. How about you? I think I've been good, but what 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 would you say? What would you oh, say about, about you. me? Yeah. Oh well, Ashton, I think you've been uh, exceptional. I wouldn't just say you've been good; you've been exceptional. I mean, all of the great things that you're doing in school, you're creating great habits for yourself. You're having fun experiences out in the community. Uh, you've uh, you've 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 dreamed big. You've showed confidence. You've put in the work. Uh, it's been an amazing year for you. So I think Santa Claus, if he kind of heard this right right now, this kind of verbal report about how young Ashton is doing, I'd say this is a star with tremendous potential. So so Ashton, I guess I'll return the favor to you in, in terms of I, I've declared here on the air that I actually haven't been just a good, good boy this year. I've been a great boy this year. Uh, care to uh, verify that for the for the fans? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, you have been doing pretty good with uh, your work, and uh, yeah, you've just been good overall. So yeah, I think Santa has you on the nice list. All right, well, that's good to hear. So you declared it here. Uh, uh, we've unofficially anointed ourselves on Santa's uh, good guy list, our good chum list. We'll get into that in a, in a, in a little bit. So uh, yeah, it's been a busy December for your your uh, your champs and chums. Lots of things going on. Um, uh, if we think about school, uh, how do you, 
How do you feel now that, uh, I guess at the time of this recording, actually, Ashton, I actually can see you uh, uh, smiling from ear to ear because at the time of this recording, everybody, uh, he just completed his last day before the holiday break. How you feeling? How you doing? And, uh, and, and what was it like as you, you had obviously school uh, at school, but then you also had some fun activities? Uh, yeah, it was uh, really, really good um, school year so far. And um, it's nice to get a little break with the uh, winter break. Um, and I mean, uh, well, my school has really helped me a lot. Um, I've been improving in math a lot this year, thanks to Ms. Denoso, my math teacher. Um, I've been also doing really well in social studies as well. And uh, mainly all the subjects, so I think I'm doing pretty good. Well, AAA's been doing A A plus things, so congratulations on that. And uh, I gotta say, uh, your school had a a wonderful, um, you know, I mean, I would think almost probably ninety five percent of schools around this time of the year they do Christmas concerts, right? So parents go to watch their 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 young uh, uh, young stars perform on stage which you guys did but i gotta say i'm very impressed that your school took it a step further there was a lot of good uh uh education insight and for information and entertainment in what you did in fact it was out of this world fans ashton would you care to sort of jump in on my comment out of this world in terms of how you and your the rest of your stars at your school um put this together for the parents so this year was a little different how we did our Christmas concerts. We did Christmas Around the World, which is basically uh, every class would have a certain country that they would do a presentation on, and they would also do a performance on, on a song from that country. And uh, grade 6 got Chile, um, which is a country that is, I believe... Where is it? It's um, it's near South America. I That's believe. right. Yeah, South America. Um, its capital is uh, Santiago. Um, and yeah, we did a beautiful display. Um, my teacher brought food, and um. Well, your teacher. Let Let's set the context here. Your 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 teacher, who's uh, who's a star herself. Uh, Miss Donoso, she she she's has a Chilean uh, background. Yeah, she is from Chile, and um, it was an amazing dance that we did. We had the costumes; it was really cool. And um, after you had this passport, which you go class to class, checking off which countries you did, and um, yeah, it was very very cool. Oh well, I mean, full marks to your uh, administration and you guys, the students, for pulling together which was a, a a wonderful afternoon of entertainment but more and more just enrichment and that's really I, I love what your school does to sort of promote that and to promote learning and integrating it right into the curriculum uh, I mean you guys were were evaluated on that as a team and uh, yeah I mean as you said Ashton I, uh, we received this passport and and honestly, it was a passport to the world that, that afternoon. We learned a lot. And what was really, really um, inspiring for me on the parent side to see is that just all of your chums 
at different grade levels having a chance to express themselves, to entertain an audience as they visited sort of almost pavilion style from one country to another, uh, having that opportunity to, 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 uh, to do some public speaking about a topic that they would have researched and engage uh, 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 learnings about the country, not only by presentation, but also by, by, uh, by product and wares and, and sometimes food and drink as we went to some of the pavilions, Ashton. Uh, yeah, some had food and drinks that we could try. Love the jerk chicken over at the, uh, the, the Jamaican pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was very good and, uh, it was well put together by my school. So yeah. Yeah. Full marks. Great idea. Uh, by your school shout out to uh, a lot of them I know they follow us on champs and chums and uh, we so appreciate the support from you guys okay good stuff well listen um, December's been a lot busy for sports as well too and before we get in the red and white we want to talk of the blue and white we, we've talked about the Leafs last month we got a center on the Jays here because fans um, you know just because uh, we're here uh, actually, at the time of this recording, it is the first official day of winter. So happy winter solstice, everyone. Um, and so here we are, Ashton, first uh, day of winter. And um, we're still uh, warming to the idea of speaking about our Toronto Blue Jays. Now, listen, let's set this up. As you know, everybody. The Toronto Blue Jays are on a hot pursuit of some prize-free agents to uh, fill their lineup card with the best of the best. Because we know our Jays have been in playoff contention for, 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 many, uh, for, for several seasons now. But it's time for them to kind of go on brand. They need to go next level. And so they've been very busy entertaining hosting, whining and dining, uh, engaging what I think was the probably the top free agent in the, on, the, on the free agent marketplace, Mr. Shohei Otani. So Ashton, why don't you take us back to that dramatic Friday here earlier this month where I actually thought uh, Mr. Otani was going to be wearing a certain blue and white, that locally of Toronto. Yeah, um, there were, uh, well, I guess this was true. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, uh, the Blue Jays pitcher, he uh, reserved 50 seats at a... Uh, well, actually, that ended up not being true. Well, okay. But but let's, let's say what is true. Yusei Kikuchi and Shohei Otani are great chums. In fact, they both went to the same high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, those were crazy rumors that me and my dad thought were true. Um, but then John Morosi comes up with the big tweet saying uh, he, he's uh, coming to uh, Toronto. He's flying en route to Toronto from his sources. But um, it ends up being not true. And he signs with L.A. So. Well, well, so here's the thing. So, yeah, you know, John Morosi, uh, everyone, is a noted baseball insider. Blue Jays fever 
shot up so high, I think they all had to get checked out at the local hospital. When John Morosi, as Ashton sort of eloquently put, tweeted out that on this plane that was being tracked, it was trending. It was the most tracked plane in the world that day, everybody. Yeah, if you, if you went on X, the, it was number, the number one trending thing was Otani. Yeah, Otani, that 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 um, that day was full of emotions. But let, let, let me finish here, Ashton. So John Morosi comes out with the tweet at around uh, just after 1 o'clock on that... Uh, on that uh, fabled Friday afternoon. Saying he's on saying route to that, Toronto. That whole Shohei on Otani is in the plane and he's coming to Toronto. Blue Jays f- fans went through the roof. Like, like, I mean, if they could have blew their head over the top of the Rogers Center, they would have because there was lots of excitement that this guy was going to sign with the Jays. Like, CP24 was even reporting that the plane was going to land and, like, well, Ashton, the cameras raced over because they were tracking the plane only to find out, folks. So let's set this up. John Morosi, the big tweet, and another guy from Dodgers Nation, uh, J.P. Hornstra. But let's focus on Morosi because he's a noted baseball insider. Tweets it out. The cameras rush over to Pearson International, International the gate where it is, and the, 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 um, the, the foot of the doors... To to uh, to to uh, un, un, uh, unveil who's coming off that plane happens, and guess who comes out of there? Who? Not Otani. <laughs> Robert Hershkovic, the 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 uh, the multi-millionaire, the uh, celebrity on Dragon's Den or Shark Tank uh, fame. He walks out of the plane, Ashton. Yeah. Like everybody's jaw dropped. They were taken. They were hoodwinked, uh, and um, John Morosi. I don't know. How, next time you come to Toronto, how many how many knuckle sandwiches you might actually receive from from Blue Jays Nation, Ashton? Yeah, um, I mean it's it's pretty upsetting when you hear uh, rumors that seem so true but eventually turn out not to be. We got taken. Yeah, exactly. We got taken I by Otani. I feel like Otani used us. He left us at the altar, Otani. I, I felt we got used, maybe oh. not by Otani, but we got used by his agency. Yeah, like his the, agency, I think he they just used us as a team, uh, leaving us in the top two with the Dodgers and us, the Jays, um, just to hype us up. Right. Anyways, you can tell that your co-hosts here are fired up here on this last episode of uh, of champs and chums uh, a bit of a lightning rod i think all the jays nation nation it's it just uh it's been you know disappointing but when you pull back and you think about it ashton obviously for otani i mean it was a very smart decision to put on the other blue and white of the legendary los angeles blue, dodgers r- white and red i think it is for the dodgers yep I don't know if they have any red. The, the Dodgers, like the writing Maybe of Dodgers is red. Maybe at the top of the, the bat or something. You're right, actually, Ashton, on the, on the baseball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting back to this whole um, uh, Otani thing, I mean, here's a guy that the, the rumors were it was going to be something like, uh, was it $400 million? It, no, it was uh, 700, $700 million. Sorry. Oh, how did I miss the 300 Ashton? That's right, $700 million. 
being tossed around for a guy that yeah he's a unicorn of a player yeah but he, he that that's a lot for only a dh and he's not going to be pitching for another two for another yeah another couple years yeah two yeah. years so but i mean i guess when um big corporations who own baseball teams really consider uh, it's not a baseball case it's a business case on why would you you why you would actually do that for the case of rogers it's about net new acquisition, penetration into new global markets. I mean, you know, global fandom of Otani is at an all-time high. I think when the before the Dodgers had their press conference uh, last week, um, uh, jersey sales for uh, Otani were record-breaking. So, I mean, it's kind of those things, I guess, Ashton. Um, anyways, that's what sports is. It's about passion. It's about disappointment. It's about elation. It's about excitement and it's sharing all those things. And I, I, I just think it's, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a lesson learned about um, how sometimes social can just plain, plainly just lead you astray. So you always have to qualify things and the good journalists do. And that's why we were surprised at Morosi. But Ashton, let's shift gears now because, yeah, the Jays have to come up with something. Uh, as At the time of this recording, fans, um, they showed a, a stat the other day on social about the big dollars that a lot of the big teams are are are, um, are spending in free agency this year. You know where the Jays were? Where? At the bottom of the ladder, zip, zip, zero, donuts, circles all around, nothing right now. How are you feeling about that? Well, I mean, uh, I honestly, it doesn't really seem right because Rogers is a, pretty big company fifth in payroll and major league baseball last year Ashton. yeah um i'm like not they have sure, money man. they have money right it's it's social media you can't believe everything you see no this is the facts i mean obviously you can register and see how much payroll right uh these clubs uh have right because the contracts are public but but i guess I mean, where, what do you think they have to do? I mean, they've been relative, relatively inactive. Uh, we all know, you and I looked at each other across from a local restaurant here in Brampton when the shock of the world that Jose Barrios was going to be pulled from the game. I mean, so oh. here we are. That was October, Ashton. Here we are now. It's, it's late December. Um, uh, fans, um, middle of February, uh, pitchers and catchers report for, uh, for spring training. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember that uh, f- was a first playoff game where uh, Barrios um he he was pitching very well. No, that was the second game, Ashton. Oh, that was the second game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was the I second believe it was game. the second game. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think no, it was it, the second. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The second game, he was pitching excellent. I I just don't know like why they pulled him yeah well that was last season this is this season and john schneider said it was not his uh decision well that you know you know talk about not being on the same page which you know in anything in life you just have to be on the same page and that was 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 an unmitigated disaster how that all came came about and uh anyhow uh your your co-hosts here are big blue jay fans we're looking forward to another big season but they gotta they gotta address some of the needs here like this window like we talked about it's closing you got another year of vladimir guerrero and bo bichette these guys mm-hmm. i mean you're in a position hopefully to resign them uh they're great young players that could be part of the nucleus if you will yeah just, i mean um just gotta walk down the street over to scotia bank arena and understand the model 
that these guys are trying to utilize. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, um, there was something that was saying, like, if they signed Otani, there would be, like, less time for Vladdy and Bichette on the team. Like, they would go to a different team. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Okay, I didn't read that. They said one. it's it's a higher increase in percentage of them going to a different team. Well, here's the thing. With all the money that you would have spent on Otani, maybe they can split all those dollars and get a, a, a complement of players that's going to kind of make a go of it. All the names like Cody Bellinger, the left-handed bat that's being talked about. I would love to see George Soler. Mm-hmm. hit some bombs out of the Rogers Center. He's a right-handed bat, uh, perennial 40 home run, 100 RBI guy. Love to see that guy here. I actually think it's been so quiet. It means I think they're trying to work on something big. J.D. Martinez, another guy, a big mm-hmm. bat that they're talking yeah. about. So, yeah. Um, I think um, the Jays really, if, if they're making like a big decision, if they're signing those guys that you talked about, I think they would really keep that on the low until he actually signs. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's, you know, it's all timing and certainly big deals, timing, opportunity, um, the right, the right case to make. Maybe sometimes it takes three teams. You see that a lot in pro sports. You you can't make a deal with two. You got to bring in a third. So anyhow, um, uh, that's the Blue Jays talk. So we'll move from blue and white. To a little bit of round ball, Ashton, uh, this has been really fun to kind of wind up the year on you, but you had, you just um, completed an exceptional uh, basketball season. I guess we'll call it half season. Uh, yeah, it's it was a fall season, as it were, with jump basketball. Um, uh, how do you feel about getting back into something that you, you had um, had a passion for pre-pandemic? Yeah, it was great getting back into jump and um, experience w- experiencing what it's like again. And um, we made it to the gold medal game, but unfortunately we lost 34-30. to 30. That was um, a close game. Yeah, it was close. Um, but we know we played our best. We had a pretty good team. And uh, yeah, it was just great to get back into jump. So yeah, that was uh, a great experience. Well, and Ashton, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I mean, you played with some kids that were uh, were older than you. You played with some kids who are uh, probably have had more organized basketball experience. Um, you did a phenomenal job just integrating within the team and learning. And, uh, you know, like we always talk about in the show, like, um, getting the experience and learning from the best of is, 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 is a wonderful opportunity, right? And so, so shout out to your coach as well, too. Um, he really showed a lot of passion all season, really trying to encourage you guys to find your potential. So um, shout out to your coach. You want to shout out to your coach? Yeah, shout out to Coach Assad. He was a, an amazing coach for Team Purple. Yeah, shout out to Coach Assad, Team Purple, finalists in the Jump League here in Brampton. And the good news is you're going to hear more basketball talk with Ashton. He's taking part in the winter season, and we can't wait to tip off in next month. All right, good stuff. Well, listen, uh, we just talked about basketball. we got to talk about our favorite basketball team, which is the um, Raptors 905 Ashton. Um, 
why don't you kind of do a little end of year summary on how the season's been? We've had, uh, we've been witness to some great action, uh, and, and actually a victory. Yes. Um, the most recent game we went to was a W, um, that me and you went to, I believe. Um, that's right. A few weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, the Raptors 905 didn't have that great of a start. Um, but apparently they had, uh, some games with, um, teams in the Showcase Cup, but they played really well. So, like, they're now they're in the Showcase Cup. I believe that you, that you said. Well, the first part of the season uh, is the Showcase Cup. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, you kind of saw a model that the NBA employed this year for the first time, which is their in-season tournament. And I think the G League uh, structures the season that way because there's a lot of opportunity to truly just do what the what the name says. It's a chance to showcase. Let's Let's not forget the NBA G League is the feeder system into the big show uh, mm-hmm. at the NBA level. So I think they uh, create this opportunity to create some early interest competition to, to sort of basically showcase some of the stars of G League that get a chance to go to Vegas at the time of this recording where they are now. Actually, I think they finished up. The Raptors 905 had, they had a couple games there based on their seed. And they played a couple games. They're not obviously cup eligible, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, great opportunity for some of those guys to flex their flex their muscles as it relates to uh, basketball talent, basketball IQ, and hopefully get a call, right? Because remember, all these G League players, with the exception of these two-way players, are mm-hmm. independent contractors, right? Yeah. So they have the ability to show hone their craft, which is what a developmental league should be, to get a chance to hopefully get a you know, in some cases, it's a 10-day contract with a team in the new year. So you'll see a lot of that kind of transactional movement between some of the higher-level G League players. And then the rest of the team, once the uh, roster gets set, uh, starts the regular season, which starts, Ashton, at the end of this month on December 30th. And your champs and chums will be there. First game of the regular season for the 905. And, yeah, certainly Ashton hoping for... Um, some more W's. I think it was really hard for uh, Coach Coach K and uh, the rest of the squad when you're so injury riddled. They they were beset with a lot of injuries to some of their top players. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about the upcoming season, which starts on December thirtieth? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great season. Uh, lots of fun, lots of uh, wins. Um, and it'll just be amazing. And also talking about the G League, um, the G League Ignite, the, um, so-called best team in the G League. Yeah, the best of, yeah, it's sort of an all-star, all, uh, sort of a select team. They are not doing good right now. They're at the bottom, uh, of their division, is it? Yeah, I mean, as it relates to the Showcase Cup, I mean, everybody's going to reset on December 30th for the start of the season, for sure. Everybody goes back to zero. But, I mean, there's another great example. We talk a lot about it here on Champs and Chums. I mean, you could be great on paper, but if you can't connect and pull it together as a team and put in the work, as they always say, then, you know, it's uh, it's not going to go so well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, listen, before we leave Raptors 905... In, they got into the holiday spirit right in, like literally just down the street from our Brampton community. And your champs and chums were there. Some of your some of you fans might have seen it on social, but Ashton, 
why don't you talk about the holiday drive that was put on at the top end of the month by our chums at the Raptors 905? Uh, yeah, they did it at Fresh Go near us, and um, it was really well done. You would donate toys. Some of the players would be there. I got signatures. Some. I would say probably 97% of the yeah. team was there. Um. And I got lots of signatures, so that was amazing. And um, it was a well-done uh, event. And um, also there was Papa Shot outside. Uh, we tried that a little bit. And um, I saw Miles Burns uh, draining some threes from, from right outside the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, um, Papa Shot is, uh, and is, it is an amazing thing to do. Um, well, let's not forget, fans, that was in the whole spirit of Christmas, and that's what we love about the 905 family. They're out in community. In this case, it was uh, almost just down the street from our home in Brampton, and uh, uh, it was amazing that uh, they were out and supporting such a great cause, and that great cause was the Peel Children's Aid Society. So great work, 905. Uh, spot on, great night, and that was a lot of fun. Well, Ashton, listen. We got to we got to keep this festive spirit going here on Champs and Chums. It's the holidays of uh, uh, as all, uh, if you will, and uh, it's the holidays after all. Sorry, um, but listen, uh, fans, we've always saved the uh, end of the year, the last show for the season, to bring what we feel is the greatest December guest of them all. We have a best of guest coming up on the show. Ashton, why don't you share the breaking news, episode 52, best of guest. The greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus is coming to town on episode 52 of Champs and Chums. What festive, fantastic, ferocious news, all in a very warm way. Santa Claus coming up on Champs and Chums. You don't want to miss it. And, you know, we've had a uh, an outstanding class of best of guests. A who's who amongst the special guests on Champs and Chums. But I tell you, he's arguably uh, among the top when we think of best of guests. And certainly he's the best, uh, the best of December guests. Because, Ashton, this is actually his fourth career appearance on Champs and Chums. What, why do you think he actually comes back? Because Santa's a very busy time, a busy guy this time of the year. Yeah, he's super busy um, delivering all the gifts to the good boys and girls. But um, he is a great chum of ours, so he will come on. He will come on. He'll be on the show. That's Santa Claus coming up a little bit later on the program. Well, great stuff. And... Uh, Let's keep this festive holiday spirit and uh, good messages and good cheer, good holiday cheer going on Champs and Chums, Ashton, because you just heard our best of guest Santa Claus coming up on the show. And so your co-host here thought, in the whole spirit of Christmas and the holiday season and actually the season that we're in, we are going to present to you father and son for our father-son free-for-all, our gold, silver, bronze, for winter-inspired athlete names. So this is going to be really fun. Actually, we've had a lot of fun putting this one together and doing the research for the show. Um, I, I, I love this one. So anyways, Ashton, over to you for your first 
uh, winter-inspired athlete name? My first winter-inspired athlete name is J.T. Snow. J.T. Snow, as soft as snow? I don't know. This guy was a really good player, Ashton. Um, Why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about J.T. Snow? So he was a first baseman when he played. Um, he was a switch. He was a switch hitter. Uh, he threw left. His MLB debut was September twentieth, nineteen ninety-two, for the New York Yankees, and his last MLB appearance was September twenty-seventh, two thousand and eight, for the San Francisco Giants. Well, this guy was quite a player, Ashton, and I I remember in in, in the heyday, I I watched this guy play. He was he was. Uh, he was all always fantasy relevant for all you fantasy sports fans there. A guy that can can uh, hit the ball. He was also great with the glove action because he was a six-time gold glove winner. And uh, the, the, the more I think about J.T. Snow's career, a lot of it, what, what I remember was with the... Um, with the, the, uh, the California Angels or the L.A. Angels, if you will. He hit 189 home runs... 877 ribbies. That's uh, Ashton's bronze medal for winter-inspired athlete names, J.T. Snow. Okay, over to Dad for my uh, bronze medal, and I got a great one here. Hey, fans, question for you. So when um, we think of uh, primary colors, uh, or Ashton, I'll, I'll pose this to you. Ashton, when you think of primary colors, what's the most primary color that would signify the holiday time red red so i actually am going to match that primary color by sharing with you my bronze medalist his name is a famous hockey player wade redden that's right everybody wade redden who uh first started with the ottawa senators um he was born in june 12th 1977 uh, uh mr redden is now retired but he played for the ottawa senators the New York Rangers, the St. Louis Blues, and the Boston Bruins. Hey, Ashton, he was a second overall pick by the New York Islanders. And, um, yeah, I mean, Wade, Wade Redden uh, was an all-star as well, too. Uh, he, he definitely had a great career. And so that's my uh, bronze medal. That's Wade Redden. In, in, in its most a festive way, I could say. Ashton, over to you for your silver medal. My silver medal is Danny Green. Well, talk about primary colors. You came back with another one, too. Yeah, Danny Green, as you know, um, NBA champion in 2019 with the Raptors. Um, he's a free agent right now. His positions are shooting guard or small forward. Oh, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. Um, he played with the Cavaliers, the Erie Bayhawks. Oh, Erie! I didn't, you know, I didn't know that about one Danny Green. We actually went to Erie. Yeah, we did on a trip to uh, Erie. Sadly, they're no longer. That's right. They don't the franchise. Uh, he played with the Spurs, the Reno Bing Bighorns. The San Antonio Spurs, Austin Toros, uh, Union Union Olympija, I believe that is. Um, he played overseas. With, yeah. Yeah, he played with the Raptors, obviously. Um, he played with the Lakers, Philadelphia, Memphis Grizzlies, 
the Cavaliers again in 2023. Well, and uh, with Philadelphia, so he now he's played, a free agent. He's a free agent, last played with Philadelphia at 76ers. You kind of wonder with Nick Nurse over uh, in front of the bench for the for the 76ers. I mean, they had some glory years. Let's not gloss over that uh, Danny Green's a three-time NBA champion. Um, you know, uh, with the with the Lakers, uh, also too with of course the Raptors, right, Ashton? Yeah, with the and the Seventy Sixers, yeah. Yeah, correct. And um, yeah, twenty twenty he won with the uh, was the Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers because they won in the bub in the bubble. Remember the bubble? That's right. When they were at a Disney Disney uh, World. That's right. That's right. They defeated the Miami Heat yep. in that series to, uh, in the sort of the bubble year mm-hmm. uh, to win the championship. So Green was part of this team. So this man has got some winning pedigree. Let's hope that uh, popular Raptors player Danny Green will uh, will have some luck on the free agent side. All right, over to Dad for my uh, silver uh, silver medal, right? No, actually, oh, yes, over, yeah, over your oh, silver yes, medal. my silver medal. There we go. Thanks for keeping me in check here, chum. All right, so listen, everybody. We're big Leafs fans. We're talking about red and white here because it's the season, but we have to talk about blue and white. We're going to go to the man that's up in the perch over at uh, Scotiabank Arena. We're not talking about our champ and chum, the guy on the other side of the rink, Mike Ross, who's the public address announcer, but right up in that same very press box area on the other side is the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it is winter-inspired athlete. Uh, well, maybe not athlete name, but he was an athlete. But winter-inspired sports personality, Brad Tree Living. Get it, everybody? Brad now Tree Living. Now I get it. Now I, w- he- I was just about to ask you what does it mean, but Come now on, I get man. it. You, 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 can't, uh, you can't train clever. So there you go. Brad Tree Living, the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and what what a I, I actually think Ashton he's done a really nice job uh, a fifty or fifty four year old general manager of the Leafs uh, he played Ashton he played in the AHL he played in the IHL and the ECHL he was an undrafted player let's not forget so he reached as high as the AHL but his general manager career for what he's done uh, in Calgary also uh, with um, with Arizona as well. And, um, of course, the job that he's doing with the Leafs. I actually think he made some pretty nice moves picking up uh, Max Domi, um, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. His Klingberg, his Klingberg uh, uh, transaction <laughs> didn't go too well. Picked up Martin Jones, who's been added a, a layer of stability to the Leafs. I think he's done a nice job. How do you think Mr. Brad Tree Living has done his, his first season as general manager of the Leafs? He's been doing amazing this season uh, with the Leafs, making some, you know, amazing uh, picks. Um, And also, as you mentioned, signing Max Domi as well, Um, which about two two seasons ago or a season ago, we thought we were going to get him. Now we have him. That's right. Yeah, he was always often talked about only because his father, speaking of father-son, Ty Ty Domi, Domi, who... uh, was a chum back in the day for your your dear old dad when I was with the team there. Uh, yeah, Ty, um, uh, you know, obviously his uh, his legend is is deep here in, in Toronto Maple Leaf lore and having his son, Max, who actually I think has actually done pretty well on that third line. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done really well. Yeah, he's done well. Just uh, maybe had a slow start in the goals, but he actually is uh, quite a playoff performer. And I think that's why you kind of look at getting guys like that. So there you go. Brad Tree Living, my silver medal. We're down to the gold medals here for winner-inspired athlete names. Ashton, it's over to you for your gold medalist. Share a beauty here. Well, my gold medalist is Julian Merriweather. Oh, what an outstanding pick, Julian Merriweather. That's, uh, you, you kind of almost, um, uh, you, you got the double, double entendre there because yep. you had the Mary. And then we always think about weather in December. You could even say double play because he, uh, he's a pitcher. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Back to back. So the, what, should I explain what Please it means? Please do. Please so do. So the Merry, Merry Christmas, and the weather is the snowy weather. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, Ashton. This this year, though, I don't know if you... you, you, you it's looking more like a green Christmas It's going to be me. a green Christmas. It's going to be 8 degrees on Christmas Day, just yeah, so you know. I mean, that's uh, pretty high. Yeah, so it's a bit different. But anyhow, weather uh, from a traditional land, usually snow. But keep tell the fans about Julian Merriweather. So, um, he is playing with the Chicago Cubs right now. Oh, he but is. Okay. He, he debuted with the Jays in August, on August 20th, 2020. And I his, don't know if that's true. I thought he played with the Yankees, actually. You could be right. Let's see now. His, oh, yeah, there you go. MLB debut. Sorry, fans. I stand corrected. And his uh, statistics, his win-loss record is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, his earned run average is 4.33, and his stri- he has 148 strikeouts. Well, this is it. The, the man had uh, immense power, and he ran into, I think it was shoulder surgery, uh, or is it elbow? Uh, yeah, he, he's... Merriweather injured his elbow. pitching elbow. Elbow, that's what it was. Yeah, that, I, I got it right there. And so, yeah, he just ran into some tough time. But I remember when he first came up with the Jays, I mean, he was just lights out. Um, anyhow, I hope, uh, the, the weather forecast for Julian Merriweather in 2024 is it's nothing clear. but clear and bright skies because it seems like he's a really good guy and uh, a big talent. Okay. Ashen, it's now the final, uh, winner inspired athlete needs. And listen, I think I've got a real showstopper here. All you, right. you know, this guy. All right. Let's hear it. Blue Jays fans know the, knows this guy as well too. And I'm gonna 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 one up you on the Mary part because it is that time of the year, Ashton. So my gold medalist for winter inspired athlete names is the great. I don't just like this player; I love this player, Wit Maryfield. I I'm crossing my fingers and toes right now, hoping that he'll be back with the Toronto Blue Jays because I love this player. In fact, fans. I loved Whit Merrifield so much that I got his jersey, Ashton, qualify my story. Yes, this is true. You got it made at the J-Shop. I got it made how much I love this guy. And um, you, you, we were just talking off air about uh, Merrifield and saying he should have stayed after they clinched because <laughs> oh, yeah. he wanted oh, to get what, his what jersey signed. You're talking about dad here. Yeah, he wanted to get his jersey well, signed. Well, set, set the scene for the fans here. It was the last game of the season. So it was the last game of the season. 
they clinched, and Whitmere Merrifield came out with a champagne bottle, with a champagne bottle and started uh, spraying it on the fans. So <laughs> he wished he could have stayed and got his jersey well, signed. Well, here's how much I, I, I love you and support you. The, the next day, oh, yes, that's right. It was, it, was, uh, it was October, and you had school the next day. It was yeah. a Sunday game. It was mm-hmm. against Tampa. And they they won and they they well they would I think they eventually clinched but they had their celebrations off the on the field with the fans after the game but those who hung around and you know Ashton and I are big sports enthusiasts we get there really early we'll actually probably stick around if things are going on but listen I I value your your time and your education and getting to school early that because that ended the game ended at around what time Ash around five o'clock yeah maybe? five o'clock so around five o'clock <laughs> exactly. so like if if we would have stayed for another hour we got would have got home by like eight yeah eight thirty but if you weren't there Ashton I would have been hanging out with Whit Merrifield and he would have been spraying me with champagne <laughs> yeah anyways that's it Whit Merrifield's a great player three time All Star. 2019, 21, 23. He's a speed demon, Ash, and he led the AL in stolen bases. You know that. He's got speed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you always talk about how he plays, and I've also noticed it. Um, He can hit. He can catch. He can field. He can um, uh, run. He can play between second base and left field. It's it's yeah. just amazing. He, he's, he's, he's that perennial five-tool guy that can play almost any position. Um, but I think sort of what was his undoing Ashton is he's a bit of a streaky player. So, mm-hmm, you know, sure. he got, he was the guy I think carried them in the middle of the summer. You yeah. remember? And then, and then, and then they, and then it was uh, Davis Schneider. And then, yeah. you know, he just waned off a little bit um, with Merrifield, but I love this player. Uh, I was hoping to actually get a chance to meet him and get, 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 get it signed. But, uh, We'll have to wait till he signs with another team and comes to the Rocket yeah. Center. Okay, everybody. That was a fascinating, festive uh, way to celebrate father-son freefall. It was an extended holiday edition. But Ashton, you're going to take us to break because there's a lot more show to come. Fire away. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of segment. And Ashton, you know we are so grateful for all the outstanding best of guests who have joined our show this year and for all 51 episodes. And with our most ambitious of dreams, we have scored a record-breaking fourth career appearance with the greatest December guest of them all. Hey, Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to rock around the Christmas tree on episode 52? Sure am. Are you ready for lots of heart? Hustle and holiday muscle here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is the most beloved by kids and kids of all ages around the world. Born and raised in the North Pole, our special guest has made tracks on an illustrious career, leading and serving everyone, everywhere, each and every year. His magical sleigh has soared brightly across communities, 
His generosity warms homes and hearts, bringing smiles to his legions of fans. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by number 25 in your program, number one in your hearts, an all-star true and true, Santa Claus. Santa, welcome to Champs and Chums. Ho, 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 thank you. It's great to be back. I'm back for the fourth time. That's a grand slam. It sure is a grand slam, Santa Claus. So great to hear your voice. We're always so grateful to have you on the program. You know, you are, I would say, Ashton, I think our best of guest is the busiest chum this month. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and for him, for you, Santa Claus, to give us um, what is actually the record-breaking career appearance on Champs and Chums, your fourth time, as you mentioned, to have you on the show. We're so grateful. So thanks for joining us again. It's my pleasure. I always love talking to you and your son. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with you too, Santa Claus. So let's get started with our father-son fun talk here in episode 52, Best of Guest Santa Claus. And uh, Santa Claus, it's Dad over here to the left of the broadcast booth. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about this on Champs and Chums, the importance of teamwork. And, And a fella, a chum in your position, leading up to Christmas Day, I wonder if you can share with your great fans here on air what teamwork means to you and how that all pulls together leading up to the big day? Well, you know, that's a great question. And it's so true. Teamwork, you all have to work together. Now, remember, Sansa drives the sleigh. I don't build the toys. My elves do. They have hundreds and hundreds of them. Work day and night to make those toys ready for the boys and girls. Mrs. Claus prepares all the meals into the kitchen. She's like a head chef. She runs everything up there. You know, we're pretty big up there. We have 1,472. No, sorry, 1,473 elves now. We had a baby elf this year. We called him Timbit. He was so tiny. But, you know, you got to understand, teamwork is so important. And the fact that they all work together. It's the same with the reindeer. All the reindeer work together. And, of course, the leader of the reindeer of most famous of them all is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. And without his support from the rest of them, there'd be no teamwork. No teamwork on the sleigh, no Santa Claus delivering the toys all over the world in a one-day event. Yeah, well, that that's great of you to say, Santa. You so well described for our listeners how it takes a team to pull it together. And I know you just spoke of, of Rudolph, and he's kind of at the front of the sleigh. But there's, there's uh, you, Santa, as a great leader yourself in showing leadership uh, skills during this part of the season. Obviously, uh, being the great course conductor, if you will, for all the great team members you just mentioned. So, um, again, Santa Claus, we talk a lot about leadership on on Champs and Chums. For you, why don't you share with with our listeners, what are the three key qualities to become a great leader? You have to understand your team. You have to work with your team, not against your team. And I think probably the most important thing of all is to trust your team. Sometimes you may not feel 100%. The team will pull it together and they'll all survive. There's been Christmases when Santa's gone out under the weather. But thanks to the support of my reindeer and all the elves who load the sleigh, the team works together. It's like having a car that's a six-cylinder and only five of them are working. The other five work extra hard to make sure that car can move. It's the same thing with the reindeer and all the else. 
It's a team effort always. And the most important thing is you have to mentor them and have them all work together as one unit. Well, Santa Claus, you do a tremendous job at doing just that. And, uh, you know, uh, geez, uh, you, you mentioned automotive and car. If that sleigh wasn't working, I'm going to sneak in a little question here. If that, if that sleigh wasn't working on Christmas Eve night and you had this big, of course, manifest of all of the homes you had to go in the world, what would you do? Like, I mean, would you go to the local Toyota dealership here in Brampton? Would you... Would you get a Tesla? Uh, 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 share with the fans that kind of well, insight. You know, people ask often ask me, what happens if the sleigh breaks down? Yeah. Just like any major corporation, there's always a backup plan. Ah. You have a backup sleigh. It's ready to go at a moment's notice. So if I was to go over, let's say, Switzerland, and something happened to the sleigh, and I radioed back that the sleigh was in trouble. They could meet me in the next country, and they could have that sleigh ready to go, and they could change everything over, probably just like a NASCAR race team. We'd be up and running again very, very quickly. Oh, Santa, this is another great example, fans, of why Santa is such a great leader. He shares this good wisdom and inspiration. He's so prepared, and we talk about that a lot on the show, but... Uh, well, speaking of stars on a team, uh, I'm going to turn the interview over to the real star of the show, Santa Claus. You know him. That's uh, young Ashton. Ashton, take it away with your questions for Santa Claus. Well, Santa, first off, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Your fourth career appearance on Champs and Chums. Ashton, I would come on the show anytime you, even when I'm vacating in July. And I'm down in Costa Rica. I would come on the show for you. Oh, that's no pr problem. That's pretty special. That's pretty special, Santa. Good stuff. Well, Santa, uh, as we know, this is the busiest time of the year for you. And um, what about the off-season? For example, uh, what kinds of activities do you like to do with your family outside of Christmas time? Well, you know, now I'm starting to get... As I get older, I'm starting to want to spend more time with the family. And Mrs. Claus and I like to vacation. And because we live in the North Pole, and it's pretty cold up there, we love to go to warm places. So this year, our plans are to go down to Costa Rica. We might visit Mexico. And I think there's a good possibility we're going to go to Europe, maybe into Italy. So you see, you never know. You could be sitting on a beach, and you see that guy in the white beard over there, and you could think to yourself, God, he looks like Santa. Maybe it could be. <laughs> That's right. Good stuff. Uh, Santa, um, you know, I am sure you have some favorite uh, traditions that pe some people may or may not know. So can you share with the fans some of your most favorite Christmas traditions? By all means. I think... Uh... Well, obviously, when I get into the sleigh, I have to be prepared. Mrs. Claus always tries to pack me a lunch. But I don't like to eat the lunches when I'm traveling because I have all those great chocolate chip cookies all over the world. But I always make sure I have some nice milk with me. And I also make sure when I go into people's homes that I, I'll have a cookie and I'll have maybe a glass of milk. But I always make sure I leave everything nice and clean and neat just like it was when I arrived. And I think another tradition important is I, I try to attend a Mass at least once before Christmas Eve to make sure. And, you know, it was funny because many years ago, 
Well, no, not that many years ago, probably 10 or 11 years ago, Santa and Mrs. Claus went to a midnight mass. We happened to be going into Brampton at that time. So we went to a mass at uh, Margaret Deville Church in northern Brampton. We had a great time. And Father Robert, who was leading the mass at the time, looked up and he said, my God, look who's with us tonight. Santa, you're so busy, but you decided to come to mass. And I said, never a problem. I love to go to mass. It relaxes me before the big trip. So always keep in mind, you always want to be relaxed before you go on a big trip. And that's another tradition. And, of course, the most favorite tradition of all is Christmas Day. After I'm all done, back to the North Pole, we all get together in the, in the central kitchen, and we have a lovely Christmas dinner with turkey, with little gravy, mashed potatoes, scalloped potatoes, carrots, peas, all the great stuff at Christmas time. And, of course chocolate chip cookies oh that's wonderful uh fans you're listening to episode 52 of the champs and chums podcast we're here with the greatest december guest of them all santa claus it's anthony and ashton in the broadcast booth so glad that you're with us here in episode 52 and ashton and, and uh, ashton well ashton now to now back to, to dad here and santa claus um you know, you, uh, we heard you in this uh, great opening to our great segment with you. You talked a lot about the city of Brampton. And I, and I know of all those wonderful places right across the world that you've traveled to, you've always have time for us residents here in Brampton. And uh, you, you're, you're so charitable with your time. And, and I know there's a lot of charities here locally, uh, like Toys for Tots and support of uh, kids here in the Brampton community. Your co-hosts, again, we're very, very happy to support that worthwhile cause for you but um why don't you share um some more about how important the city of brampton is uh to you and uh, maybe some of those fun and fascinating festival festive places you'll be at leading up to christmas here in brampton well you know it's it's to me brampton is one of the most unique cities in the world it's family orientated it has sports facilities for the family it has stuff for the kids and you know I was told two weeks ago that very, very soon there'll be a unique situation in Brampton. They are going to have pickleball courts available. Oh, wow. Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the world, bar none. So that's something that people should understand. And that's because of the good people on the council of Brampton. And they work together as a team, as we talked earlier. It's a team effort. They have the mayor, Patrick Brown. They have all the councillors. And they all work together united. Santa actually had the pleasure of doing a uh, a meet and greet with a couple of the councillors two weeks ago. And I figured, oh, maybe we'll see 20, 30, 40 people because the time was like 9 a.m. in the morning to 11 a.m. We probably had 300 people. Oh, coming. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and that shows you the support of this city. This city is unique for that. There's so many great things about the city of Brampton. And that I like to see. And that whole example of sharing everything together and doing everything together goes all the way around the world. If we could have that, the world would be such a better place. So to me, Brampton is the most beautiful city, greatest city in the world. Oh, that's such a great answer, Santa Claus. We're big fans of our city here in Brampton. And uh, you shared some uh, breaking news there. Of course, you're uh, you're very well connected down at Council. And uh, we saw you in some photos there on social next to uh, a great chum of ours, the, uh, the leader of this fine city of Brampton, uh, Mayor Patrick Brown, who was an episode 10 best of guests. And yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's amazing. And I know, uh, 
uh, fans leading up to uh, to, to cr- the Christmas Day. Uh, Santa Claus will be out at uh, many of the fine shops uh, and, and areas uh, downtown Brampton, Santa Claus. Is that right? Yeah, I've actually, they actually reached out to me yesterday. They said, could you squeeze a little bit of time out, maybe come down and visit us one more time before Christmas? And I said, not a problem. So Mrs. Claus said to me, you really have the time? It's almost Christmas. That's right. For the city of Brampton, no problem. So this Friday, December the 22nd, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Santa will be live and in person. I will visit stores that are open to downtown core and they're suffering this year because of all the construction but a lot of the stores are going to stay open just so santa can drop by and visit them and their patrons and i'm also going to visit some of the restaurants downtown there's two great amazing italian restaurants there's a great chinese restaurant and i all i always love visiting those places and my favorite of all is going to go into gage park i'll do selfies with all the kids that are skating i'll talk to the families i'll do pictures with the families we'll have a great time like when we did our pre-cast to this interview that's right i was down there met you guys we called a little video and my god we probably had 70 people lined up before i could get out of there well yeah yeah, and I, I want I want to definitely confirm that experience down down there, Santa Claus. I mean, any time you're out and about, including the, the city of Brampton and fans. Well, Ashton, you describe as well too, because we were very fortunate to have Santa make a surprise visit. Uh, it's almost like we have to hire some more security detail when we do these things in downtown Brampton uh, in future with Santa Ashton. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, yeah, we did have a big crowd. Um, waiting after santa was done film after santa was done filming with us and they all took photos uh you could see the smiles on their faces so yeah definitely check check out gage park uh during winter it is beautiful the tree um that's really really tall on the city hall side yeah yeah and um also, Gage Park has lots of decorations. It's beautiful there. Well, and, and I'll tell you something, Santa. You you know, you're so connected to the city of Brampton. You mentioned you're connected to the councillors. We will start the petition, like after December 25th, meaning Boxing Day, that we want Santa on council. Any thoughts about that? Any thoughts? Well, you know, that would be kind of interesting. Because... <laughs> Santa has a couple of unique things in the North Pole that no city in the world has. We don't have house taxes. Yeah, the taxes, Santa. Our, you, you can address uh, that. Yes. Our costs are much lower because we grow most of our stuff right in-house. So, you know, there's a lot of things that could be beneficial. But whether Santa would like to do that, I'm kind of busy the rest of the year, and I'd have to devote a lot of time to that, and that'd be kind of hard. Yeah, you are. You are Santa Claus. I just thought I'd throw that one in there knowing what a fan, and as we are too, of the city of Brampton, and I think you would do some darn good things down at council. But they are doing that that council along with the leader, Patrick Brown, some amazing things. They're doing some amazing things. And actually, I'm very pleased to say that I think that they're in the right direction. And, you know, of all the councillors, all the members of council, I'm actually thinking back of all the nice lists and the naughty lists. Mm-hmm. Say this year, I probably put about ninety-five percent of them. Up. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And we won't let you uh, reveal or unveil the 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 five percent in that. Oh uh, no, thing. I, I I couldn't do that publicly because that would really be bad. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll carry on here on this. 
they are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we'll carry on with the uh, the great father-son fun talk here with Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, you mentioned earlier in this segment, you know, you, you, you're thinking of traveling to some really warm environments with Mrs. Claus and the rest of the crew. Uh, but let's put that into perspective a little bit more. I mean, you've traveled right across the world from coast to coast to coast, and one end of the globe to the other, uh, to the other, making kids and kids of all ages happy. So, what are some of those favorite countries that you have traveled to that you'd like to repeat, or maybe ones that you haven't kind of, you know, spent a, a, a good time in right now that you'd love to go to? Well, you know. Um... The last couple of years have been harder. It's been hard to travel, A, because of the COVID scenario. It's also been hard because of, uh, the economy has been tougher. So a lot of airlines and stuff like that don't do it. So when I travel on a vacation, I don't take the sleigh. I travel by public airlines, for example, Air Canada, Air France, stuff like that. So like I said, you could be sitting beside me in an airplane and not even realize it. But I, I love going to exotic countries and things like that. That's what makes it so important. And it's so much fun to do that kind of stuff. But I think my favorite countries, because I, like I said, we're used to cool climate in the North Pole. I like to go to nice, quiet places, nice beaches. I love to try different different foods. So that's another thing that's great about Brampton. There's so much variance in the foods up there now. And, you know, anywhere you go in the world, try to try different foods. But my favorite place of all time, I have to say, would be Costa Rica. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice part of the uh, of the world for sure. Well, Santa Claus, you know this is father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. We want to shift gears with you and talk about sports. Ashton's got some questions for you that I'm sure you're ready to go because we know, Santa Claus, you are a magnificently big sports fan. So, Ashton, take it away. Uh, Santa, uh, we know throughout your uh, four years on Champs and Chums, that you love sports and oh. uh go ahead go ahead no oh yes you're so right i love sports ashton you know who my favorite sports teams are who okay so first of all the toronto maple leafs did you see that game the other night seven, seven, seven nothing, nothing santa claus and the game before they were down five nothing and came back tied it up they did lose it in overtime but they got a point so in four periods of hockey, they scored 12 goals. Yeah. And Austin Matthews wasn't playing the night they won 7 nothing. So that's pretty impressive. That's one of my favorite teams. My other team is struggling right now, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. That's the Buffalo Bills. They won yesterday. That's right. He's a Bills fan, yeah. They're working hard at it. Those are probably two of my most favorite teams of all. And, of course, you know what? I, I can't – I'd be remiss if I didn't state my favorite baseball team, bar none, the Toronto Blue Jays. That's Canada's baseball team. Well, that you, honestly, Santa, you, you hit it up on a tee for us there. Do you play golf too? Because you set it up on a tee nicely for Ashton. We're going to get into that sports talk momentarily. But Ashton, I think just to kick it all off, I'll use another sports analogy. You've got a, some questions for Santa Claus about sports in general. Yeah, so Santa, as you know, there are so many sports that can be played in the winter. Uh, so Santa, with that said, what are some of your favorite winter sports of all time and why? Uh, winter sports, hmm, that's interesting. Well, obviously hockey. Um, I would probably say 
football. Those are two of the three I mentioned earlier in our conversation. I would picture you as a curler, Santa Claus. You can really get down in the, uh, in the crouch there, uh, you know. Uh, I, I've seen you at Chinkuzi uh, Curling Club, Santa Claus. I, I think the rumor can be confirmed here tonight, if you dare say. Well, you know, curling is a very interesting sport. But to me, it's, it's very hard because you really have to concentrate. And I'm going every which way sometimes. But I, I think I'd, I'd give it a go. I think that would be fun. All right. Try this new sport, pickleball. Okay. Pickleball. Kind of interesting. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, there you go, Ashton. Yeah, that is a great list of sports that you can play in the winter. Good stuff. Well, Santa, it's back to Dad here. And listen, you, at the top of the list there, you mentioned the beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, we as well, Santa Claus, huge blue and white fans. Like, uh, I know you wear red. I, I'm sure if they won the Stanley Cup, you turn the costume, o- sorry, the suit over to uh, to blue and white. Uh, but listen, the fans want to know, Santa Claus, you, you, you've come on air here in the past. You've talked big about this team. Is this going to be the year, Santa Claus? Let's set this up. Last year, they made it through the first round. That was quite an accomplishment for this, fra- this franchise. But we want to know here live on Champs and Chumps, will the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2024 win the Stanley Cup? You know, that's, that's an interesting scenario. Um, if they play like they played the last four periods of hockey, I mean, I'd say they, could, they can't be beat. But they, they struggle sometimes, like any any sports team. I think they have challenges. I think they're a little bit weak on defense. Right now, their goalies are suspect because of the injuries. But, I mean, the forwards, they probably have the best forwards in all of NHL hockey. So it could be very challenging. I mean, it's long overdue if they make the playoffs, which I'm sure they're going to. And if they can get into the second round and maybe even the third round, they got a shot. I mean, there's a lot of good teams this year. But I would actually say that I'd love to see if the Leafs didn't win the Stanley Cup, at least the Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. Well, that's for sure, Santa Claus. And I know you're a big NHL fan and you you watch some of the, 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 the other teams compete. It's nice to see the Edmonton Oilers bounce back after a very difficult uh, early part of the season. I think they're now close to 500 now. I think you're right. And I, I really think that, uh, you know, it, it's, every team struggles. It's like even Santa's team, when we do work with the reindeer, sometimes the reindeer don't work all together. Sometimes you're sort of inconsistent. That's like any sports team or any business. You have to work together. And that's what, like we said earlier, teamwork is so important. And in the NHL right now, I think the top teamwork going out there is the Leafs. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've had some amazing guests uh, of, of Leafs lore that have come on the show. Uh, Nick Kiprios has been on Champs and Chums and... Uh, public address announcer Mike Ross is also was also on the show earlier this year. So to hear you talk about the blue and white, it makes us feel very confident that uh, we will see some spring playoff fever as we hit into 2024. Well, you mentioned earlier in the conversation about Santa swapping his suit to blue and white if they win the Stanley Cup. Well, let me tell you this, and I will publicly state this: they win the Stanley Cup. I will make an appearance in downtown Brampton in a blue and white Santa suit. Wow. Ashton, what do you think? You heard it here first, fans. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, Santa Claus will make an appearance in downtown Brampton. What do you think about that? 
That's amazing. I mean, in a blue and in, white in a blue and white suit, I might yeah. add. Yeah, that's true passion right there. Let the passion return, everybody. We're gonna hold you to that Santa Claus. Well, we we that's got your number. We got your I, number. I know you do. We got, I know you. Do. We got you your call number. Call the weirdest times. <laughs> oh, I do. Yes, that's right. I'm a busy, 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 uh, busy, bustling guy here in Brampton. Okay, Ashton, over to you. Another sport we're going to focus on with Santa Claus. Santa, you've expressed your love for the Blue Jays on Champs and Chums, and me and my dad are huge fans of the Blue Jays. Um, how do you, with that said, Santa, how do you think uh, the Blue Jays will do this upcoming baseball season? Well, you know, they struggle. They're young. They try hard. But I think they're going to click this year on all cylinders. And I think if they do, they can give it a real good shot. Last year, they, they had the hitting, but they didn't have the pitching. Then they had the pitching and didn't have the hitting. So they got to get it all together. If they do that, they, they can go far. I mean, they got a great roster. And unfortunately, they didn't get the one guy they went after. Uh, he signed for $700 million. Oh, that's right. Otani. Yeah, Otani. Yeah, Santa Claus. And What's your thoughts about that one? What's your thoughts I about Otani? He, he, was, he was almost going to come here. He was really, really thinking about it. And I think it would have been great for everybody. The Jays, Rogers Center, everybody would have been ecstatic. But he's a very smart individual. And he took his heart where it had to go. He's family down there. So we'll see. You never know. Maybe in a couple of years. But right now, he's just going to DH. That's a lot of money for a DH hitter. Yeah, it sure is, Santa Claus. And you know, too, I don't think he's scheduled to pitch uh, next season as well. So, yeah, that's... They're uh, saying two years before he pitches again. Two years. So that's a very astute point there by Santa Claus, everybody. You kind of say, look, there's, there's a guy. Yes, he's a unicorn of a baseball player. He's a branded himself. But I think Santa Claus, I mean, if they can, there's all this talk about Cody Bellinger, the left-handed hitter out of uh, L.A. or Chicago there, I believe. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I agree with you, Santa Claus. They just got it. It's the timely hitting, which they were sorely lacking last year. We saw that in the in game yep. two and game, well, the whole series against Minnesota, the wild card series. But yeah, big fans we are, as, as we know you are. So we're hopeful. Hopeful of a big season by the Blue Jays. Well, Santa Claus, I know you're a very busy man, so we get just two more questions here for you. But um, uh, let's let's shift gears and talk about holidays, right? Because you know you're you're obviously Mr. Prime Time, Dion Sanders during this time of the season. But what are some of the most favorite holidays besides Christmas for you and the family? Um, wow, that's a good question. Even though it's not a holiday, I think one of my favorite days of the year would be Valentine's Day. Oh, very nice. In red. That's the day I express my love to Mrs. Claus. She does a lot. That's like every husband has to realize their wives do a lot behind the scenes that they're not aware of. So that's a very important day. It's not a holiday, but it should be. I would think maybe probably uh, July 1st and July 4th, both in Canada and the U.S. Um, And, of course, Labor Day is big huge especially up in the north pole now they're trying to get a union up there so it's become very interesting okay and, uh, i i really think uh, a lot of people aren't aware of this but i would say october the 12th and people are saying october the 12th what is that what is that october the 12th was the day that the first tim hortons opened in north america wow very good and you just mentioned that uh there was a one thousand four hundred and seventy-three L's with the you counted you 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 counted the the three there 
with a with a, right. with a baby elf right. named Timbit. And you know, the North Pole's really advanced this year. We now have a, a Timmy's with a drive-through, but they've changed the drive-through. Now I can actually go under the drive-through with my sleigh. Wow! Talk about technology and innovation, even in the North Pole, where, it's, where, it, where it all matters. Well, listen, where it all matters now is the final question on this outstanding holiday edition segment here with our best of guest Santa Claus. Ashton, take it away. Santa, you are very special and inspiring to kids all around the world. With that said, what are some words of advice you have for kids who are good but want to be great? I think every day is a challenge. When you're at school, pay attention, listen to your teachers, and try to learn. If you don't understand what's being taught to you, ask. Don't be afraid to speak up. Always realize that the people are there to help you. Your teachers, they are like a mentor to you. Sports, your coaches. If you're having difficulty in anything, don't be afraid to speak up. Now, on this kind of a note, I'd like to say one thing that's very, very interesting. I do have a lot of children that come to me and are very afraid of Santa. And people say, why are they so afraid of Santa? He's a great guy. He does so much for them. That's normal. Because you understand, as you're growing up, your, your mothers and your fathers are teaching you a couple of very valuable rules. Number one, stay away from strangers. Number two, don't accept candy or gifts from strangers. And number three, don't sit with strangers. That's one of the reasons why you'll see if you're going through a mall or you'll see a Santa out there, this happens. So keep in mind that Santa is a good guy. Santa's always there to help you. And that's the same with your teachers and your coaches. Don't be afraid to ask for help. They won't hurt you. They will help you. That's the best advice I'd give to anybody. Oh, what an outstanding way to end this best of segment. Uh, fans, that's Santa Claus, the greatest guest of uh, December guest of them all. For us, Santa Claus, you've been with us now. This is your fourth career appearance on Champs and Chums. Well, you are arguably up there among all our, our best of guests, among the best of them all. Um, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of a very busy schedule. You are always so gracious to give us your time and, and attention. And those are two things that are very special to give to someone, time and attention. And you do it um, with such wisdom, such inspiration. You bring it to the airwaves. You bring it on screen uh, in the city of Brampton with every with every show we do. And... Um, you just have a really, really fascinating way to bring the magic of the season to our listeners and, and more so uh, this, this duo here, this uh, father and son duo on Champs and Chums. So we want to thank you so much. But I want to bring in the star of the show to, to, to share some more words of thank you to you, Santa Claus. Well, Santa, thank you for coming on the show. It was great having you on. And uh, this is your fourth career appearance, as my dad said, on Champs and Chums. And, you know, you are inspiring to so many people around the world. And it's not just that. You bring so much joy to people's hearts and uh, to everyone around the world. So, Santa, thank you for coming on the show. Ashton, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and your dad. Now, Ashton, I have one question for you. Yep. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, what would you like for Christmas this year? Hmm. Um, an Xbox gift card. 
because <laughs> a yeah, true, a true way of speaking. Now you know, I know you've been really good this year. There have been a few moments of attitude, mm-hmm. but I know work on that. Help around the house a bit more. You're always good with your dad, but help your mom too. And keep in mind that it's a family atmosphere and that's what you have to represent. And you know, you never know, you might see a gift card Christmas morning. There we go. Some words already there for Yash. And how do you feel just as we sign, before we sign off with the greatest December guests of, of them all? Well, I feel great and I will definitely work on those things. So Santa, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you, Ashton. Great stuff. All right, Ashton, you're going to take us to break here on episode 52. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy December. Happy holidays, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton here on episode 52. So glad that you're with us here for the very end, the very last show of 2023. And uh, it's been an amazing year. We've covered a lot of fascinating sports in this All Pro Go section of a segment of the uh, broadcast. Uh, but just as a reminder, fans, for your new for you new listeners, our um, All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is where my chum Ashton shares with you our great fans. Um, you know, a a an act, a sporting activity, a sport, uh, outdoor, indoor. It's a lot of fun. So Ashton, what sport are we talking about here? Today we are going to be talking about goalball. Goalball. Now listen, fans, you're going to want to hear this great description as Ashton shares an all-pro goal. And we're going to give you a little background and context on why we picked this as our special um, all-pro goal for the uh, for the final show of the year. Go ahead, Ashton. Goalball is a team sport designed specific- specifically for athletes with a vision impairment. Participants compete in teams of three and try to throw a ball that has bells embedded inside of it into the opponent's goal. The ball is thrown by hand and never kicked, using ear-hand coordination originating as a rehabilitation exercise. The sport has no able-bodied equivalent. Able-bodied athletes are also blindfolded when when they are playing the sport. Played indoors, usually on a volleyball court, consists of 12 of 12 minute halves, uh, formerly 10 minute halves, with three minute halftime. Where when there is a tie, where there is a tie, golden goal overtime occurs in the form of two three minute periods and a second uh, three minute halftime. If a tie persists, a paired shooter extra throws and sudden death. Uh, extra throws uh determines the winner teams alternate throwing or rolling the ball from one end to the playing area to another and players remain in the area of their own goal in both defense and attack players must use the sound of the bell to judge the position and movement of the ball eye shades allow partially sighted players to compete on equal footing with blind players Eye patches may be worn under eye shades to ensure complete coverage of the eye, and preventing any vision should be the 
should be should the eye shades become dislodged well thanks son that's ashton speaking about goalball and what a fascinating sport it is i've learned a lot already yeah in your great I mean, description um but let me yeah before we get into sort of the good context i'll just share fan just a little bit more on the history of goalball it was originally devised in 1946 by an austrian his man his name was hans lorenzen and um it was actually as a means to assist this sport of goalball, the rehabilitation of visually impaired World War II veterans. So there you go. You see the value of the sport right away. And uh, yeah, Ashton, um, there's some really fascinating things about it. First of all, um, all the respect in the world, right, to these players who are not letting a disability inform their ability to play. So yeah. I think I, you know, kudos to that. And because I thought we saw this. Well, tell them when we saw this. So we found out about, about the sport on X, I believe it was. And we started watching it on the TV. Um, now, bro, I, I'm going to tell you how much I would love to play this sport. It looks so well, fun. Like Ashton, once he once he saw like one small um I think it was off X as you said. It was like a 2 minute uh or a 1 minute X video like a YouTube excerpt. It just looks this so This guy over here that my chum, he just started going deep into YouTube. He was watching 2-3 matches. It just looks so fun. I mean, anyone can play it because you have the eye shades. And then you notice what you just said, son, too. They actually try to balance it as well, too. Yeah, between between partially sh uh, you know, shaded and Yeah, and, and then vision yeah. impairment, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh it's a global sport for sure because I believe we watched Canada play against China or was it China against Germany? It just it's Yeah, I mean um I think the sport is like growing f more now. I mean, it's it's great to see how I mean, sports that are really not recognized become uh more recognized and more well, people want to play it well but let, let's 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 set the context because in fact it's globally adopted it was a paralympic sport ashton yeah so there it is fans you got to check this out it's the wonderful sport of goal ball um and i actually now so extra excited i'm going to go back to some more tape and watch it how about you ashton yeah, I would love to. Gold Ball, check it out. All right, everybody, there's a lot more show to come. You're listening to episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father, Son, Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. That's right, everybody. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. And Ashton, this is another special one, an extra special one, because sometimes fans, usually the, 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 uh, the, the pattern has been, the habit has been that Ashton has a champ and chum, and I have a champ and chum. But let's set the stage here. Just We're on the heels of a, a, an amazing, Best of segment with Santa Claus. Not just once, not just twice, not three times. A f now a four-time career best of guest on Champs and Chums. And so in a very festive way, in a very fantastic way, in the most unanimous and decided a way, in our hearts and in our heads, we want to share with you 
that we also came to on this uh, Champs and Chum episode with a unanimous selection for our Champs and Chums. Ashton, who is that? Our champ and chum is Santa Claus. The jolly old man himself. The man that entertains, excites, inspires kids of all ages. Santa Claus, we're going to shout out to you. And what's so impressive, Santa Claus, is that you make time for... Well, let me get to... Well, Ashton, actually, you, you actually... Why don't you share why you've uh, selected Santa Claus for your champ and chum this episode, and then, and then we'll we'll turn it over to Dad. Well, Santa Claus is a great chum of ours, and um, he has been really nice to us, and he is amazing around the community of Brampton, uh, doing all these events for all the kids, and um, he is just an amazing person. He is amazing. He's A+. Plus. And I, I got to say, Santa Claus, uh, it means so much to us that you uh, can make time every every December to join us on Champs and Chums. We know you're a very busy guy, but I think that's why it's so special. We've built such a great bond. As Ashton said, you're an impressive person and community. Uh, the words you shared about uh, being part of a great team uh, is, uh, is sensational. And uh, all of the inspiration that you create uh, in communities, not just here in Brampton, but all over the world, is so appreciated. Uh, you are a legend, Santa Claus. And that's why we've anointed you again as a champ and chump here on episode 52. Great stuff, everybody. Well, we got a little bit more holiday hustle to come. You're listening to episode 52 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums, everybody. And Ashton, it is now time to put a holiday bow on this wonderful gift, as we we call episode 52. It's the final show of the year for Champs and Chums. And Ash, I'm going to ask you one more time for the year, a very special question. What did you learn today? Well, I learned more about Santa Claus's favorite traditions to do uh, during Christmas. Yeah, he talked a lot about some activities that he loves to do. He talked a lot about some fascinating places that he loves to see. And he also shared with us some really important words that kids and kids of all ages should really really take the heart during the holiday season what else did you learn here in episode 52 well i also learned more about the amazing sport goalball well yeah i i think this is this was one of the sports of the year including pickleball and i gotta tell you ashton we're gonna have to try to play that goalball father versus some son may the best chum win what do you say let's do it all right we're gonna do it well listen it has been a sensational 2023 at Champs and Chums. We powered the airways with father-son fun talk, but we got some thank yous uh, to do. Who do we want to thank, Ashton? We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. The Power Girls and Uncle Dennis, thank you so much for not just all of your year-long love of Champs and Chums, but your originating love. You guys really helped us hatch champs and chums to bring it to the airwaves and we 
appreciate all your love and support. Um, we also want to thank the jolly old man himself, the greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus, for joining the show. And Ashton, um, where can the fans who are new to Champs and Chums subscribe and check us out? Well, they can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, and many more worldwide podcast platforms. That's right. Many more worldwide global podcast platforms. You can listen to Champs and Chums. And listen, fans, we're on social. So check us out there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at Champs and Chums, and our website, ChampsandChums.com. So Ashton, this is the final fist bump of the year, and it's going to be daring. It is going to be deliberate. It is going to be delightful, my man. Thank you so much for tuning in, fans. And Ashton, as we always say, we're going to say it for the final time in 2023. Cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.